We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is July 26th, 2019, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, one of the one of my longest-running friends in the industry, Notorious. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, doing good, doing good. It's been a while since I've been on the pod, so I'm excited to talk some baseball, and uh, always good catching up with you. Yes, sir. It has been a little while. Like, you know, we, we try, I try to only, you know, get you about once a month, you know, just check and see how you're doing and all that good stuff, and... Uh, we had you right before your like like during your massive like PGA hot streak last month, and then like we had the All Star break. So hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of time off on the All Star break, and um, you know back at it. And like you said, talking some baseball, and you know we have a pretty interesting slate today. Like I'm a little disappointed that we don't have the Cincinnati game on the main slate. Like that was a game that's kind of interesting, but um, 14's plenty, a lot to talk about. So let's jump in. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links that way you get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. If you haven't already, um, you know, check them out. So you also get three months of Rotor Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. So do that. Um, Derek, we get started here. Dodgers, Nationals, Ryu against Anibal Sanchez. Um, gotta love this one, but. Um, we're looking at a nine total, and the Dodgers are favored 158 here. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Ryu? Uh, he's a very good pitcher. He's probably a better uh, pitcher in real life than he is in a DFS. Strikeout rate of only 24%. That's right around the league average. Uh, we like him because he throws a lot of strikes, induces a lot of ground balls. Uh, typically has a very high floor, but um, I have a hard time paying this price for him. He's 10-8 on FanDuel. 
11-2 on DraftKings on the road against a pretty good Nationals team that are going to probably roll out a right-handed heavy lineup. So I think he'll pitch well here, but I don't think uh, I'll get there tonight. Yeah, my issue here, like when we're looking at the Nationals, is they have two guys with strikeout rates over 20% against left-handed pitching, like a combined 19.1 on the season for this team. So I, I just I, – I think he's fine. I think he's a good pitcher. It's just he's the highest-priced pitcher on the slate facing a team that doesn't strike out that much, and we do have some options today. So, like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, I could see using him, like, you know, but I, I, I prefer Granky. Like, let's just be real for a second. Granky's going to Miami facing the Marlins. Like, if, you had to, if I had to pick one of those two guys, I'm picking Granky. So, Anibal Sanchez on the other side of this game, he, he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, whatever he was last year, it's not the same. He's really struggling against lefties this year. Do you have any interest here in Sanchez? Yeah, no interest for me. I typically try to avoid any pitcher against the Dodgers, especially uh, right-handed pitchers with low strikeout rates. So no interest for me. So no interest in the guy that struggles against lefties facing a team that has six or seven lefties. Yeah, I'm probably going to join you on that one. <laughs> Um, you know, the Dodgers here, not the greatest ballpark in the world in Washington, but um, they're on the road. We're guaranteed that ninth inning. Um, what are we doing with the Dodgers bats? Yeah, we talked about it. All the lefties are in play here. Um, I haven't seen their prices yet, but I got to think they're pretty expensive. But at the same time, good matchup against Sanchez. He's allowed a 331 x 2.09 home run per nine, two batters from the left side of the plate. So you got Peterson, Verdugo, Bellinger, Muncie. Uh, I think they're all viable. I probably prefer them, you know, as one-offs and maybe two-man stacks rather than a full stack, but uh, I certainly like the offense overall. Muncie, Bellinger, both over 5K um, on DK. Peterson's 4-7, but, you know, once you start getting down to, like, Turner, Pollock, and some of these guys, like, Seager's 41, Verdugo's 4K, like, there are some cheaper Dodgers here, like, that we can look at in cash games and, you know, you know, get interesting with your stacks here for the Dodgers for tournaments, so... I'm with you. I like the Dodgers. As far as Washington goes, just because I don't like Ryu here, I still respect the talent. So I'm probably going to stay away from the Washington side. But you could always make an argument for Anthony Rendon against the lefty. Yeah, he matches lefties, but it's a 14-game slate. I want to feel good about all of my hitters, uh, especially the way I kind of play baseball. I only usually do one lineup per night. So I doubt I'll get any nationals. But, uh, yeah, Rendon, always viable. And he is a little bit cheaper than we usually see him. Atlanta at Philadelphia. We got my boy Mike Sork uh, against Jake. I am Jake Arietta still. Kind of a pick em game with a 10 total. I think this total in this game, you know, was kind of interesting to me when I was looking at it. Do you have any interest here in Sorka? I mean, he's one of those pitchers, a lot like Ryu, that uh, doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, but he's a really good pitcher. Um, so I don't have a ton of interest on the road against the Phillies team in this ballpark, but it uh, wouldn't surprise me to see him pitch well. He does keep the ball on the ground, 56% ground ball rate so far this season. He's been tough on lefties and righties, but just don't think I can pay this price for him. Yeah, the thing is, like, he's allowed five home runs this season. Um, like, that's it. Like, 102 innings, he's allowed five home runs. Like, that's fantastic. Like, you know, you know what you're getting from him. He's going to induce ground balls. He's going to strike guys out um, on, on teams that have high strikeout rates. Like, it will be interesting to see if Harper's back in the lineup here. Um you know, I think he will be. I know he missed Wednesday's game, um, but I, I, it sounds like, you know, he'll be back. So, if Harper's back, I don't really have int any interest in Sorka. But if that lineup comes down, it's a little weaker. Like, I could get some interest in there. But 
probably not a spot. Like, this total scares me. You know, it's the third highest or second highest total on the slate. It's the same total as the White Sox, and it's, you know, just below the, the Red Sox and the Yankees. So, I don't know if I'd do it, and I'm definitely not playing Jake Arrieta. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can make an argument for him, especially against the Braves. Uh, he's just been mashed by lefties this season, 402 XO, but 192 ISO allowed. So, uh, he's going to struggle here against the lefties from the Braves. Let's talk Braves bats here. Um, what do you like here for Atlanta? Yeah, Freeman, Markakis, uh, Albies, McCann, all bat from the left side. All have good numbers against right-handed pitching. Um, I certainly don't mind a stack. Uh, if you want to do Acuna, Swanson, Donaldson, uh, they've all had really good numbers against righties as well. Uh, but Arietta does have a really high ground ball rate against uh, right-handed hitters, so um, probably wouldn't play. Well, actually, now that I look at it, Acuna, Swanson, and Donaldson all have elite fly ball rates against righties. So maybe this is a really good spot for a Braves stack. Hey, I've been stacking the Braves all week, and they haven't gone off yet. So why why not? Like, let's try one more time. <laughs> um, you know, when, when we when we think of this ballpark, we think of you know home runs. It is a, it's a good ballpark for home runs. Jake Arrieta this season, and you know, when we're looking at it, his home run to fly ball ratio is not extremely high, but his home run per nine to lefties is one point nine four. Um, so like, I, I think that. You know, Freeman is a phenomenal play here. Um, I think you you mentioned Freeman and you mentioned Marcakis. Marcakis is that guy that you, like, hate to play, but when you leave him out of your stack, like, he just – you know, you're going to, like, instantly regret it um, when you leave him out of your stack. So, I think that uh, the Brave stack is in play again. Um, hopefully it, you know, works out better than it has, you know, this season. But, you know, you got to remember, like, this is one of the better ballparks for home runs. It's above average to lefties and righties. So, um, definitely a good ballpark to target for home runs. Arietta's been giving them up. So, uh, as far as the Philly bats go, Sorka's not a guy that really gives up a ton of home runs. I really don't see myself using too many of these guys. But um, Hoskins is a guy with an elite fly ball rate. If you want to take him, I, I don't. I don't think I would talk you off of it. Yeah, uh, I probably won't get there in a 14-game slate, but uh, I definitely hear you. Um, do you know much about this Adam Hazley? He's cheap, at least. Yeah, he's cheap. Uh, I remember I, I looked him up earlier this week. Um, yeah, he was a top – I think I'm pretty sure like he's a top prospect. He was a first overall pick. But he's more like – he's a speed power guy that's going to strike out some, so – like his ISO is 176 in Triple A this season, but he started the year in Double A, so he's he's climbed the ranks pretty high, pretty quick. Yeah. So if you need somebody that's uh, really cheap, I I don't hate it, but uh, probably not going to get there. Tampa at Toronto, we got a opener, and then Yarbrough against Jacob Wagspack, Wagwagusback. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Better than I would. Just here in Yarbrough. Uh, not a lot. I typically don't play these long relievers um, in full slates just because we have so many pitching options. And Monarchy has an elite strikeout rate anyway. It's right around 20% on the season. Uh, the Blue Jays is pretty good against left-handed pitching. It's a hitters-friendly ballpark. So no Yarborough for me. And uh, Waggy Speck, or however you say his name, uh, he's actually been decent, but I don't think I'll get there. The Rays have a lot of uh, power in their lineup, both from the left and right-handed side. So I like the offenses in this one. Wags Peck. Um, pack. Wags Peck. Wags Peck. Um, How'd you find that out? I'll have to, I'll have to tell you off air. Um, I, I have a, <laughs> I have a secret, 
Um, no, I, I go and I just look it up. Um, <laughs> I, I've had to do that so many times. Um, you know, people hate when I pronounce names wrong and I've tried to get better with it. So I looked it up, but it's Wigs Peck. Um, I just go on YouTube and usually there's an announcer that will say it. And um, so that's not your bro. Like you said, you know, I, I don't like these long relievers most of the time. The thing here though, Derek, like he's 8k. Like if he's 6,500, I probably would take a shot. The fact that he's like 8K, like it's even easier just to say, nope, I'm out. Um, and then Wakes Pack, you know, I don't mind taking lefties against this team, but he's a righty. This team's much better against righties. Just a good ballpark for home runs as well. Um, I like Tampa Bats. I, I think that's, you know, a spot that we could potentially look at to get some offense here. What are we, what are we doing here with Tampa? Yeah, positive park shift for Tampa. Each of the first five batters in their lineup, Choi, Meadows, Pham, Lowe, or Lau, and uh, Garcia, all have at least a 345 x Woba against right-handed pitching. Uh, they're not too expensive across the industry, uh, especially on DraftKings. Uh, so I like the five-man stack here. I think uh, you know the ballpark makes a lot of sense. Uh, Wake Spec doesn't have a ton of big league experience, so I think it's a really good spot for the Rays. Yeah, like the Rays, um, Nate Lowe, uh, a guy that like I've been playing a lot. You know, when he got sent back down, he he fixed whatever was going on. He hasn't been as hot as he was, but he's a guy that I'm hoping will get it back going here. Um, you know, after a tough series against lefties and against the Red Sox. So, uh, as far as Toronto goes, Gary L's always in play against the lefty. You know, we keep playing Vlad, and like every day, I feel like I play Vlad, and it's just you know. <laughs> You just hope for the raw power, but I don't hate Vlad here at 3-7. Uh, what do you like here for Toronto? Yeah, I'm with you. I've played him uh, as much as anyone this season. You know, you get a big game every once in a while, but um, he's a guy that puts the ball in play a lot. 16% strikeout rate against lefties, decent amount of power. Uh, we saw what he did during the home run derby. So uh, I like him quite a bit here. Don't mind Gurriel as well. Um, we've actually seen the power from him, 396 ISO against Southpaws this season. Uh, probably looking at those two, probably don't want to do a full stack just because Sogard, Galvis, they have limited upside. But uh, I like Gurriel and Guerrero. Yeah, those are kind of the two guys like that you feel okay with. You don't, you still don't love it. Like, you, <laughs> like how, how many, how, like at, at what point do we stop playing Vlad? Like, the, I guess the same argument could be made for like Chris Davis, right? Like, you know, if if you just continue to roster those guys, you're way down on the season. So, yeah. Um, JD Martinez too for me. I finally got the home run the other day. Finally, <laughs> though, like it, it was, it was eventually going to happen. It was, it was just nice that it you know happened when I played him again. So I almost hopped off that day too. <laughs> Pittsburgh at New York. Um, Dario Agrazel against Zach Wheeler. Um, any interest here in Agrazel? Not really. Uh, the Mets are better offense than, you know, people give him credit for. Uh, looks like he's a pretty sizable underdog in this one. So, uh, no interest for me. Yeah, you look at his, you know, AAA numbers this season, 7.9% swinging strike rate, strikeout rate under 20%. Um, decent ground ball stuff, but, you know, typically when you don't have good swinging strike stuff, you're going to struggle. Um, you know, he's another young kid, young pitcher that started in AA this season. Just really hasn't shown – any strikeout ability from high A ball to triple A. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a good control guy, um, you know, looking at his ground ball rate, but um, don't really see him getting the ball past anybody here. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass on him. Um, Zach Wheeler on the other side of this game, 
coming off the IL, uh, you know, I don't know really what to think here because they're, they're actively shopping Zach Wheeler. So how long are they going to let him go in this game? I think is a big question mark. Yep. Sounds like you threw a 30 pitch simulated game on Tuesday. And uh, the thing I'm reading says I'm probably going to try to keep him between 75 and 80 pitches, which takes him out of consideration. Uh, even if he was, you know, able to throw a hundred pitches, this isn't a good matchup. Pittsburgh has one of the lowest strikeout rates against right-handed pitching. So uh, either way, I think I'd be avoiding him, but definitely um, since he's going to be on a pitch count. Yep, 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 yep. I hadn't saw the the pitch count news, so I'm glad you glad you saw it. We can move on. Don't really have to even spend any time on Wheeler. Um, any of the Mets bats here? Probably not. I still have a lot of respect for Wheeler. Uh, he's been tough on both lefties and righties. Doesn't give up a lot of power. Uh, pretty high ground ball rate against righties. Uh, you can always make a case to play Josh Bell as a one off, but. Not a ton of interest in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Bell would be the only guy that I think I'd end up on. I always say this. I don't ever hate the the two or three man with Moran and Dixon with Bell. Um, I do like Colin Moran. I play him quite a bit. Um, as far as the Mets bats go, I, I don't hate maybe looking at a Conforto. You know, not going to probably get another three home run game from Robinson Cano. Um, you know, and his price has come up. So Conforto, Alonzo, probably the two targets for me as far as the Mets go. Yeah, I like both of them quite a bit. Uh, McNeil's always fine. Probably better cash game play than tournament play. But we rarely see the Mets with this high of an implied total at home. So that's definitely worth noting. Uh, we mentioned Agrizal, you know, not a high strikeout guy. Uh, his control hasn't been great at the major league level. So I think it's a pretty good spot for the Mets. Uh, not going to be my favorite stack, but I, I can see them putting up some runs here. Yankees and Red Sox, James Paxton against Andrew Kashner, 11 and a half total here, biggest total on the slates. Um, any interest here in Paxton? Very good pitcher, very high strikeout rate, but when these two teams get together, I mean, runs just uh, come in bunches. So I don't think I can go to Paxton. I like the price point, 8,800. Uh, if you just divide, you know, K rate by price, then he's probably going to rate out as one of the better options. But uh, I just can't play him against the Red Sox, especially in Fenway. Yeah, you know, especially when you're looking at it, like his numbers against righties this season, 349 Woba. Yeah, it, it just – he still has the strikeout stuff, but he gives up so many fly balls and so much hard contact. Yeah, just uh, – I don't think I could pull it. And obviously, like, zero interest in Andrew Kashner. I've talked about this before. I, I still don't understand this move. You're not hitting the lock button on Kashner? I'm hitting the what the heck were the Red Sox thinking trading for Kashner button. How popular are the Yankees going to be? Even on a 14-game slate, I think they're going to have a ton of ownership. I think the only thing that could potentially hurt their ownership today is just looking at, like, the pitching on the bottom end of things today. There's not, like, anybody that's, like, an amazing lock or anything along those lines. So, with the Yankees being priced the way that they are, like, we're looking at E5 at 55, Judge is 55, DJ LeMayu is 54, DD's 51, and Hicks is 51. Like, that's your major priority stack right there, and they're all over 5K. Like, you're paying 30K plus for a stack. Like, you know, it's going to be really hard to make that five-man with those five guys with the pitching that we have um, towards the bottom today. So, the only thing that could potentially keep their ownership down is – their pricing because yeah they're they're in a great spot <laughs> yeah that's a good point not a lot of good uh cheap pitching options other than maybe alcantara 
but that's pretty much it down there. So yeah, it's going to be tough to do. Uh, I still would like to get there if possible, but um, you make a good point. Yeah, like maybe Canning and him, like Canning and Alcantara and a Yankee stack, but now we have like two maybe potential like popular plays with the Yankee stack. It's just it's tough to see how you get different with a Yankee stack today, in my opinion. So I like the Yankee stack. I think they're the top raw point stack on the slate. It's just, you know, like if I'm playing on draft today and I'm setting my rankings, like my rankings are all Yankees towards the top. So um, Red Sox in the same boat. Like they, they have a good matchup here against Paxton. Like, you know, Devers is really expensive. Betts is over 5K. Xander's over 5K. JD is very, very favorable at 4,500 again. Like, even with his struggles this season, he has been very good against lefties. So, like, we, we've known since, you know, when he was with Houston back in the day, he has always been good against lefties. So, I think the Yankees and Red Sox are all very stackable if you can make it work. Um, maybe you get a cheap bat or two somewhere towards the bottom of the lineup or something or – we get a min salary call up during the day for somebody that's out or something along those lines. But Derek, it's really hard to make that stack work with the, with the pricing that we have. Yeah, for sure. My favorite bat of the game has got to be JD Martinez. You mentioned it uh, just mashing left-handed pitching, even though he hasn't had a great year overall, 478 XO, but 405 ISO and a 201 WRC plus. Those are some of the best numbers of any hitter in baseball. And he's only 4,500 on DraftKings. Just keep playing him. Um, eventually, it's going to pay off. It's already started to uh, over the last week or so. Um, yeah. Arizona at Miami. Zach Granke, Sandy Alcantara. Um, Granke, you know, my favorite pitcher on the slate. It's a great matchup here for him. It's a positive ballpark shift going to Miami and, you know, facing this very right-handed heavy Miami offense. Like, you know, tell me why I shouldn't play Granky today. It's hard to find a reason not to. Uh, he's a little expensive, but, you know, with the park, with the matchup, uh, I certainly think you can go there. 24% carried on the season, and it's up to 25% against righties. Uh, he's just a guy that's going to pitch deep in the games. He throws a lot of strikes. There's really not a lot that uh, you can find negative with Granky, so he's probably going to be my favorite pitcher um, from a raw fantasy points perspective. Yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> uh, like I don't see a reason not to play him. Like I, I'm not like the reason you don't play him is ownership. Like he's going to have a ton of ownership. Like that's the reason you don't play him. But I'm perfectly okay with eating the chalk. Um, Send me some Rolaids. I'll, I'll chew them up all day. Um, Sandy Alcantara, you, t- you talked about it. He's 5.7K. It's a negative ballpark shift. Um, any interest here in Alcantara? Yeah, definitely have some. He's only 5,700 on DraftKings. I think you could play both pitchers in this one if you really want to. Uh, his Sierra is not great. His strikeout rate is not great. His walk rate is not great, but he's been pretty good at home. Uh, if you look at his game log, he's had a couple of starts in the 20s uh, over his last 10. And you mentioned the negative ball, ballpark shift for Arizona. Uh, they have a fairly high K rate against righties. So I like him quite a bit as a value play. Certainly wouldn't force him in there, but I think he makes some sense. 5.7K, we don't have a ton of cheap options. He's not the best pitcher in the world. Arizona's been hitting the ball well. But, you know, if we're going to roll the dice on a cheap guy, why not do it in Miami? <laughs> um, any Arizona bats that you like here? This is a game I'll look to for pitching. I don't think I want to play Arizona or Miami. 
Yeah, like if, if you're playing on like a site where Jared Dyson's cheap, um, I haven't really looked at the pricing on like uh, FanDuel or Yahoo. Like people really forget that Marlins Park's a great ballpark for triples and Dyson with his speed. If he gets the gets it into those gaps, like he's a guy that could, you know, get a double triple. Um, so if you find him a cheap cheap on a site, I, I don't hate Dyson here um, as a potential play on the road batting leadoff. We know we're going to get at least four at-bats. So um, Miami bats, I got nothing. Nothing. Nope. Pass. Hard pass. Yep. Yeah. Like, don't even have to waste any time talking about them. We are going to talk about – we're not the first to say it. Sometimes we just need a vacation from our vacation. Delayed flights, hotel issues, chatty travel companions. Get away for two minutes twice a day with Quip. Their wireless electric toothbrush is a lightweight and compact, so it packs away easily in your tote or carry-on when you overstuff your luggage. Don't worry. We all do it. Plus, the time sonic vibrations give you a meditative break from that jam-packed itinerary, even if it's just between moving from the hammock to the pool chair. When it's finally time to go home, keep staycationing with a fresh and simple health routine. Sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that gentle on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are just too abrasive. The built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your mouth evenly. Up to 90% of us don't brush our teeth for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. It's one of the reasons that I love Quip. Always on the go, always going super fast. So the fact that I can, you know, slow down, make sure I'm, you know, paying attention to the pulses, brushing my teeth how I'm supposed to. Um, that's one of the reasons that I love Quip. Quip starts at just $25. If you go right now to getquip.com slash rotogrinders, you can get yourself a first refill fill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Roto grinders. We move move on to the eight o'clock games. Cubs, Brewers, Kyle Hendricks, Gio Gonzalez. Um, any interest here in Hendricks? Not a ton. He's one of those guys that's a much better real life pitcher than fantasy pitcher. You know, low walk rate, uh, pretty low strikeout rate overall. Twenty one percent on the season. Uh, tough on both lefties and righties, but a bad ballpark, tough matchup, uh, and his price isn't you know, cheap enough for me to really get there. Yeah, um, that ballpark and, you know, have fun playing Gio Gonzalez because that's a pass for me. Um, oh, man, I used to play him so much and be so tilted every time. But it's I'm nice, not. like, just instantly not having any interest in him, though, even at, like, 7K, like, yeah. no. Yeah, he used to have good numbers and just would would never show up in good matchups, but now he's just bad. Yeah, he's allowed at least three earned runs in three straight games. You know, still not giving up a ton of home runs, um, even with his high fly ball rate. But we look at some of those games at Arizona, at Minnesota, um, at home against Cincy. Like, you're going into Milwaukee. Or, yeah, you're he's pitching at home, again. you know, in Milwaukee. So, um, any interest in the Cubs' bats here? Yeah, Baez, Bryant, Contreras, three of the best righties in baseball against Southpaws. I think they all make a lot of sense. Nice positive park shift for them as well. Uh, so I like them. And then, you know, Amora is always cheap, bad and leadoff. I probably, you know, not sure we need him, but I certainly don't mind him. 2500 on FanDuel, 3400 on DraftKings. Yeah, it's uh, – Amora is cheap. Baez has, always has upside. Uh, Contreras is back, you know, against the lefty. 
it's a good ballpark. Um, as far as the Milwaukee bats go against Hendricks, you know, it, it's the same three guys for me almost every day. It's Yelich, it's Grandal, it's Moustakis. Um, you prioritize the lefties. Those are the three guys that I'd play in this matchup for the um, Brewers. I know, like, Hera has been, like, extremely hot, but it's so hard to, you know, click his name for 5,200. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I play the same three every single time they face a righty, uh, and that's going to be the case again here. I wouldn't force him into my lineups, but I do like the price point on Moustakis at 4,500. Uh, and then Thames over on Fanduel, he's always so cheap, so if he's batting in a decent spot, um, I don't hate it at 2,700. Minnesota at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Michael Pineda against Dylan Cease. Um, Michael Pineda, it's a matchup against a team that strikes out a lot against righties. Do we pull the trigger in tournaments today, or do we say 9K is just a really tough ask for Michael Pineda? Uh, it's a tough ask for sure, but, yeah, you look at his numbers, uh, 25% carried against righties, 19% against lefties. Uh, they'll probably face a left-handed heavy lineup. You know, they have Garcia, Jay, Moncada, Gones, uh, Reed. They got a bunch of lefties in their lineup, but they're not good lefties, <laughs> so that's important to uh, note. They do strike out at a high rate against righties. I think he's fine in tournaments. I'm not sure I want to play him. I haven't been using him a ton this season. Uh, I've been burned a couple times by it, but he's just so erratic that uh, I, I always have a hard time playing him. I've said this so many times about him. He has good stuff. It's just, for some reason, he leaves pitches right over the middle of the plate sometimes, and it's very tilting. Um, this matchup is good. It, this team has a 26% K rate against righties. He's 9K, which is a little bit a little bit higher than I'd want to pay. But I, I do think with we, we're pretty limited on, like, ceiling pitchers on the slate. So, like, he has a decent ceiling because of the matchup. And – like, we know that he has these games where he goes out and puts up 30 fantasy points, and this is a matchup where he put up 28 last time. So, like, the, the ceiling is there. Uh, Dylan sees on the other side of this game. It's a tough matchup for him um, going up against his team. Um, any interest in him? I mean, he's a top prop prospect. He's shown a lot of strikeout upside in the minors, 24% uh, K rate so far uh, in the majors, but – uh, for me, I can't do it. Uh, too many walks, 13% uh, uh, walk rate in his three starts this season and 11% uh, walk rate at the AAA level against this Twins team that I think they still lead the majors in ISO against uh, right-handed pitching. And I think they're on pace to break the home run record um, in baseball for the year. So, yeah, I can't do it. I don't think I can do it either, and it's just because, like, they do have, like, three or four guys that strike out a bunch, but they're just – they're a really tough offense for a young pitcher. So, I do think he has talent. Um, I think we're going to be talking about him here over the next couple of years quite a bit, but um, this, is a, this is a tough one. Like, I had no issues playing him against Detroit. I had no issues playing him against Kansas City. I sat out Tampa, and I'm going to sit out this one as well. Uh, I'm going to pass on this one. I respect the talent, but Minnesota's a team that when they're hot, they're hot. And, you know, coming off the game they had on Thursday, like they're a team that can roll this through the whole week and stay hot. So um, I certainly don't mind stacking Minnesota here. Yeah, it's hard not to like them at this point. Cruz has six home runs in his last four games alone. Uh, he's just been on fire right now. Kepler's been on fire as well. Pretty much their whole offense. So I like the stack. It is going to be pretty expensive, but um, actually I'll – all their hitters are under 5K on uh, DraftKings, which makes it uh, even more appealing. So, yeah, I do like the stack. And you know, when they're hot, they're hot, like you mentioned. 
that was their ninth time this year having five home runs in a game. Like, it's just – they're a team they, – they can win you tournaments. Like, if you've stacked them on those nights, like, you probably had really good nights. So, um, White Sox bats, I don't mind, like, in Abreu and Moncada. Like, I, I talked about it. Mike Pineda will leave those pitches over the plate every once in a while. You'll get the home runs. But uh, maybe A.J. Reed. I don't mind maybe looking at some of these power bats. Yeah, I love Abreu as a one-off. I always like him against fly ball pitchers. Pineda is a guy with uh, reverse splits. He's allowed a 223 ISO, 1.83 home run per nine to righties so far this season. Uh, meanwhile, Abreu, you know, has a ton of power against righties. So love that as a one-off. Don't mind Moncada as well. And those are pretty much only two for me. We move on. We got Cleveland at Kansas City. Zach Plezik against Jacob Junis. Um, any interest here in Plezik? Not a ton of interest in uh, Plezak. Uh, I haven't been too impressed with him or Plucko so far this season. Uh, low strikeout rate, not a great walk rate. Doesn't do a whole lot that's good, and he's pitching on the road against KC. I know they don't have the best lineup with Montessi out right now, but they don't strike out at a high rate, so I'll pass. This is his third time facing this team in his last four starts, too. Like They, they have seen him that's very fresh. Pitched really well against them last time out. Um, had a really solid outing. Really struggled against them the first time he faced them. So, it's a very hit or miss for him. But um, I hate the fact that he's seen them three times now in the last four games. So, um, I'm going to probably pass on him here. Um, Jacob Junis is a guy that, you know, will be coming off of maternity leave. No, no injuries or anything like that. Um, back to back. Really, like, three straight really solid games from Jacob Junis. Um, do you take that into a fact here or are we just not playing him? What are we doing? I don't know. He's been good lately, but that has led to a higher price point. 8,500 seems like a lot for him in a matchup against uh, the Indians. You know, they don't have like the best lineup around, but they put the ball in play. They have a decent amount of power. They got some speed at the top of the lineup. They just don't strike out that much. So I probably won't end up on Junis, but he does have a pretty high strikeout rate, decent form. So I don't hate it, but I probably won't get there. I stacked against him last time out. Um, I had a Cleveland stack and it did not work out. Um, that happens to the best of us. You know, I, I think that I, I, I do want to like dig into what has he been using different, like a different mix of pitches recently. Is there something changed? Like, is he doing something differently? So um, I might dig into that, but, you know, obviously he's pitched three really solid games recently, and he was a guy that was decent last year. So I don't know if something's changed. You know, Molinado's not the catcher anymore. Maybe that's kind of changed something. So it'd be interesting to see, like, digging in, like, if it was something like pitch, like pitch type that he's been throwing more over the last couple games without Molinado catching. As far as Cleveland goes, I, I said it. I stacked against him last time. 43% hard hit rate to lefties, 36 to righties, um, you know, hardly any soft contact. So, I don't hate this Cleveland stack. Their team did struggle at the beginning of the year. But when we look at these hard hit rates up and down this lineup, there's a lot of 40% plus. So, don't mind looking at a Cleveland stack here. Yep. Jason Kipnis is still free on DraftKings. So, if you want to play him at second base, uh, I'll probably end up going that route. Um, he's only 3,300. You have Lindor, who seems a little too cheap. He's been, uh, you know, better over the last few weeks. Uh, Jose Ramirez has double-digit fantasy points in six of his last ten games uh, using DraftKings scoring, so he's starting to turn it around a little bit. 
And then, you know, Mercado gives you some stolen base upside. Santana's not a guy that I play a ton, but he does have a 279 ISO against right-handed pitching. So, yeah, I like the stack uh, quite a bit, and they're cheap. Going to the Kansas City side of things here, Plezik has been a guy that's been a little bit of reverse splits um, when we look at the advanced power numbers and stuff. 237 ISO to righties, 48% hard hit rate. Does this give us a little bit of, like, interest in a guy like Dozier or Solaire here, the power righties in this lineup? Yeah, like both of them quite a bit. We always thought of Solaire as a guy that hit lefties, but he's actually been very good against uh, right-handed pitching. 299 ISO this season. Uh, you mentioned Dozier's right there with him with the 288 ISO. And then Whit Merrifield kind of gives you a nice uh, mix of speed and power. Uh, he's down to 4,700, which is kind of nice. Uh, I like those three quite a bit. And I don't think, you know, many people are going to be on this game. So I, I'll probably be overweight uh, on these two offenses. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You can get a nice little mix, like a nice little, you know, four or five, six-man game stack here. And, you know, you're not spending a ton. You can get the pitching you want. So actually, I, I like that call. Uh, that's a good one. So, um Jose Uquirty against Jack Flaherty, um, Houston at St. Louis. Shout out as far as St. Louis goes. Shout out to our uh, coworker here, uh, STL Cards, having a really solid night the other night, um, stacking his own Cardinals. Um, you know, you work with him on PGA stuff all the time. So, Urquidy here. Um, any interest in Urquidy against the all of a sudden hot St. Louis Cardinals team? Uh, I do have interest. He's 5K. Um, you know, he has a 30% strikeout rate so far in the majors. Uh, in the minors, it was really good uh, strikeout rate as well. Uh, I know the Cardinals offense is heating up, but he's going to be facing a right-handed heavy lineup. They're, uh, they are watered down a little bit right now. No uh, Molina, no Marcelo Zuna, no Mar Matt Carpenter. So I don't hate him in this spot, especially if you're looking to stack the Yankees or Red Sox, like we talked about earlier. You're going to have to play one of these cheap pitchers and at 5K, you really don't need him to do a ton. I like um, your Kaidi as well. Like, we were kind of, like, iffy, like, how far he was going to go into games. And then that Texas game, he came out through 98 pitches, went seven innings. So, the ceiling comes when you're pitching well. If he's pitching well and they let him go, you know, 98 pitches at 5K, if he's pitching well and they let him go 85 pitches at 5K, like, we have to find upside somewhere. And I hate taking, uh, you know, picks against hot offenses, but – <laughs> for whatever reason, St. Louis has struggled at home this season. Maybe it keeps rolling here. Your kite is not very popular because of them be hitting the ball well. So I like that call. Uh, Jack Flaherty here against Houston. I'm not a big Flaherty guy, and I don't like taking right-handed pitching against Houston, but he is 7.9K. Do you have any interest here at this price point? This might be a hot take, but he's going to be probably my favorite tournament play on the board. If you look at his numbers against righties, 265 uh, x allowed this season, 32% K rate. He should face, you know, seven righties tonight against uh, the Astros. They're playing on the road. Uh, they don't get to use the DH in this series, so he's going to get to face Ucurdy uh, in the lineup. Uh, they have a negative ballpark shift playing in St. Louis, so I think there's a lot to like about Flaherty. Um, we've seen him get lit up a few times this season, and I typically hate targeting any pitchers against the Astros, but I'll take some chances on him tonight. I don't hate it. I'm just not a huge Flaherty guy. If they roll out that right-handed heavy lineup and it's, you know, only Brantley and Alvarez, you know, you made a lot of good points with his numbers against righties. They still don't typically strike out very much. So, like, I just 
I just personally, I get a little concerned about the upside, but 7.9K, if he's able to get like a 20 point game there with very limited options on the slate, like, and he's been pitching really well recently. So, um, Houston bats, anything standing out to you here? I'm playing Flaherty. Uh, I can't play the Houston bats, but uh, the two that, stood, that do stand out, Brantley and Alvarez, uh, Flaherty's numbers against lefties have not been great this season. 362 x allowed 1.99 home run per nine. So those would be the two that I would look at, but I don't love the ballpark. I don't really love their price points. Uh, so I probably won't get there. I like Alvarez. He's just – he is a power monster. I love this guy. Reminds me a lot of Joey Gallo already. Um, so I, I don't mind Alvarez as a tournament one-off. Um, as far as the Cardinals bats go, they're hot. If you want to stack them and keep running this hot streak, you know, we talked about your coyote on the other side of this game. But I don't hate looking at potentially stacking the Cardinals here. Yeah, we have a young pitcher on the road, not a lot of big league uh, experience. So – I certainly don't mind uh, taking a couple shots on the Cardinals bats. I would play Goldschmidt. He's been on fire lately. Jose Martinez is still only 2,700 on FanDuel. Uh, DeJong's been uh, playing really well, and uh, shortstop's typically one of the tougher positions. So don't mind those three in tournaments. Uh, overall, probably not a ton of exposure to this game uh, in terms of the offenses. Texas at Oakland. Lance Lynn against Daniel Megden. Um, any interest here in Lance Lynn? He's had a really good season. Got to give him credit. Uh, 3.77 Sierra, 27% strikeout rate. Uh, his walks have come down. He hasn't been giving up, uh, you know, a ton of damage to lefties or righties. But it's a tough matchup against the A's. You know, they get the ball in the air. Um, he's on the road. If game features a total of nine, it's pretty much a pick em. So I don't think I'll get there, especially at this price point. Um, there's just so many good, you know, mid-range options that I don't think we need to take the risk with Lynn. Yeah, um... I actually kind of like Lance Lynn here. Like, we don't have, like, when we're looking at this top end, like, we have Ryu, we have Granky, we have Sirocco, we have Michael Pineda. We know Granky's going to have a ton of ownership here. So, I don't mind Lance Lynn as a pivot in tournaments. When we look at his numbers this season, he has a 34% K rate against righties. This is a very right-handed heavy team. They have Olsen, they have Grossman, maybe Profar is in there, maybe Herman's catching. Like, that's still only four. Like, we're probably going to get at least five righties here. So, Lancelin's a guy that I like a lot if this time this lineup comes out right-handed heavy. This game being in Oakland and not in Texas, I think, is a big thing for Lancelin as well. So, I think he, you know, has a really long leash. We've seen him go over 110 pitches multiple many times, and, you know, he's at least pitched 100 pitches in 10 straight games. So, when we're looking at leash, we're looking at upside. I think you have to give Lancelin a look on this slate. If we're not going to play Ryu, we're not going to play Sirocco. Like, we have to find a pivot off of Granky in tournaments. So, that's why I like Lance Lynn here. Yeah, I guess if I uh, like Flaherty for the same exact reasons that you mentioned, uh, you know, high strike rate against righties facing a right-handed heavy team, then uh, I should probably have a little bit more interest in Lynn. Um, Daniel Megden, very good against righties, really struggles against lefties. I think there's enough lefties in this lineup, even without Joey Gallo. This lineup takes a huge hit without Joey Gallo. I will say that, but – I, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to play him in this spot. Um, we don't have a ton of cheap options. He's 6.2K. He's facing Texas and Oakland. Like, you can make an argument for it. I just don't think I would make the argument. I think I'd rather take a shot on Alcantara. Yep, right there with you. Uh, I like the other options around him. Uh, you mentioned all the left-handed power in Texas's lineup. Even without Gallo, they still have Chu, Santana, Mazzara. Odor's been a little bit better lately, so 
probably not going to be using Mangden. And uh, I'm still feeling the burn from Brett Anderson last night. He was just cruising through four innings and then uh, fell apart in the fifth. So uh, I'm still feeling the effects from the A's pitchers. Right there with you, buddy. Right there with you. Um, I I ended up playing LeBlanc in my main team, and I don't think that's going to matter too much. Um, my highest scoring hitter right now is my catcher, um, John Hicks. So, um, moving on, Baltimore at LA. We got Woji against Canning. Um, any interest here in Woji? Uh, did you want any batters from that game? Oh, I guess we could talk about that. I just, <laughs> um, honestly, I don't mind the lefties on either side. Like, I think you can make an argument for Olsen. I think you can make an argument for Chu, Mazzara, Santana, maybe Odor. Like, it's the lefties if I'm playing anybody. But as fast as I, like, skipped over him, you probably know, like, my interest in how many of those guys I have written down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you mentioned it. Mangden does struggle against lefties, so the lefties that you mentioned are fine, but uh, I'm probably not going to have a ton of exposure to these offenses. Now we can move on. Asher Woji <laughs> against Griffin Canning, Baltimore at L.A., taking on the Angels. Woji ate his Wheaties uh, before his last start against Boston, absolutely threw a gem. Um, any interest here against the Angels? Yeah, what is happening? This guy wasn't very good in the minors, gave up a ton of home runs. Now he comes to the majors, has a 33% K rate. Uh, any idea? Well, that's what happens strike out ten Red Sox after striking out seven Washington bats. Like, but how's he doing it? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like the thing, the thing is with him is like you have to remember when he when he gets to face um, when he gets to face like right-handed heavy teams. Like he does have like um, a strikeout pitch. Like he has a slider. So. He has a 44% whiff rate on his slider against righties. So, you know, when when we're looking at it, he has a strikeout pitch against righties. So, like, if he can get deep into counts on some teams and a team like the Red Sox that are patient at the plate and will take more pitches than others, if he's starting to rack up those two, you know, strikeout counts, like, then he's got that strikeout pitch he can go to. But he does have a good strikeout pitch. He has a 16.8% swinging strike rate because look at his slider. His slider is – very good from so far from what we've seen. All right, all right. Well, he could be free tonight. I still wouldn't play him. Um, give up <laughs> so many home runs. Gave up 19 and 15 starts in the in the minors earlier this season. 14 the year before in 12 starts. Uh, he's already given up four in his first five four starts uh, in the majors. So uh, on the road against the Angels, they rarely strike out. Um, they have a ton of power. I just I'm not going to do it. Um, I'll let others chase that. At least I hope others will chase that protection. Yeah, it's just not a team that strikes out, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, we, I guess we could say the same thing in his last start against the Red Sox. They're not a team that really strikes out either. But if you're playing, if you're playing 150 teams, do you play them on a few teams today? Negative five teams. All right. Yeah, I don't know if I end up with them either. But <laughs> I will play some Griffin Canning on the other side of this game. Um, he, like, he's a guy that I can make an argument for. We saw – you know, how, how talented is he in upside he has at the beginning of the season? You know, it's kind of been up and down road for him so far. But the up and down road for him has led to a $7,200 price tag facing Baltimore. Like, I can get behind playing him at that price. Yeah, I know he's had a couple of bad starts, but it was against Texas. It was against Houston. Uh, now he's at 7200 at home against Baltimore. He's going to be so jockey, but he's definitely going to be the best point-per-dollar option on the board. 
high strikeout rate, great matchup against Baltimore. They have one of the highest K rates of any team in baseball. So uh, I'll play him. He's going to be popular, but uh, it's hard not to like him. Baltimore bats, you know, one of the reasons that I like canning here is, again, it's really hard to like any of these guys. You can always make an argument for, like, a Mancini. You know, he has a 267 ISO against righties. Santander has a 263 ISO against righties. But outside of that, it's it's just hard to make an argument for these guys. Yeah, and if you look at canning's expected numbers, his expected Welba, his expected ISO, they're a lot lower than what he's actually given up. So, uh, I think he's going to be better in the second half of the season, and I just don't trust Baltimore, especially in a 14-game slate. Um, any Angels bats here? Yes, extreme fly ball pitcher. Uh, I love the Angels because they put the ball in play often. I like uh, Trout, Otani, Upton. Um, going to be my three favorite plays. They are they all are outfielders, so it's kind of hard to stack this team because you kind of want to, you know, play the outfielders from some of the other offenses. But I like them all as uh, individual plays. I think Fletcher's fine. Calhoun's fine. I uh, really like the spot, and I'll definitely have uh, some angels in all of my lineups. Yep. Yeah, I like the the power guys. Um, you know, Trout, Otani, Upton, Calhoun, I guess. So, yeah, they're pretty much the same guys you said. <laughs> Giants at uh, Padres, Samarja against Luke AC. Um, any interest here in the Shark? So I haven't dug too deep, but his last two starts, he has a 35% K rate. Uh, his fastball velocity's up. His swinging strike rate's up. Uh, was he just facing a really bad? Let me look it up here. Well, one of those games was in Colorado. Like, he, he, he went out and dominated the Rockies in course. That's pretty impressive. And against the Mets. So uh, not really great matchups by means. Now he gets to face the Padres, who have a right-handed heavy lineup. Yeah, I have some interest in Samarja. It feels a little expensive compared to some of the other options like Canning, but maybe that'll help keep his ownership down. Uh, you got to like his upside given how well he's pitched over the last month or so. The the facts are the facts, right? The fact is he just he's been pitching really good. He's in San Diego facing an offense that strikes out a lot against right-handed pitching. So the facts are the facts. Like let's <laughs> let's take a shot. You know, like yeah. you know, I I hate it. Like you know, he's a guy that. You never feel good about playing Jeff Samarja, but you look at it and, like, he has at least six strikeouts now in four of the last five games. Like, a lot of a lot of reasons why to take shots on him here. Um, just another, like, it just goes back to what we've said multiple times here is we just don't have a ton of pitching options where we feel, like, amazing about. So, I, I definitely don't mind the Shark here. Luke C on the other side of this game, like I like left-handed pitching against the Giants. They're a team that typically struggles uh, with left-handed pitching. The price tag is super fair here at 7,700. Like he's a guy that I would potentially consider playing in cash games at this price tag as my SP two. So um, I, I think he's very much in play here. Yeah. The deeper we go into the slate, the less I want to play the guys at the top when it comes to pitching. There's just so many good options in this seven to eight K range that we talked about a couple of cheapies as well. Um, and I do think that's going to help spend up on some of those bats that we've been talking about. So I do like Luke Casey. Uh, you mentioned San Francisco. They're one of the worst offenses in baseball against lefties. They strike out at a pretty high rate. Uh, so, yeah, I like both pitchers. Hey, you can you might be able to make a Luke Casey canning uh, Yankee stack work. You're going you're gonna to need some help still. But we're getting closer to that Yankee stack, Derek. We are. Yep. Um, all these mid-range guys are going <laughs> to – Flaherty is going to be unowned. And I'm going to love That's that. right. When he gives you're up five home runs. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love every minute of those um, 
you know, six bombs he gives up. Um, bats in this game, is there anything on either side? Like, I, I really don't have a lot of interest here in bats in this game. Not a lot. Tyler Austin has some decent power from the right side. He's 2,100 on FanDuel, 3,400 on DraftKings. Uh, for San Diego, I don't really like uh, anybody. Yeah, um, it's kind of where I'm at. Like I said, I don't really have a lot of interest in bats in this game. Um, Detroit at Seattle. We're moving on. I, I, I'm the host. I can do what I want. I don't see anything there. We're going to move on. Daniel Norris uh, against Kikuchi. This game has a 9.5 total, and Seattle's favorite at 130 in this one. Do you have any interest here in Daniel Norris? Usually like lefties against the Mariners, but uh, he doesn't have very good splits against left-handed hitters. 353 x allowed, 237, only a strikeout rate of 18%, so he doesn't really benefit from facing left-handed heavy lineup. So I will not be playing Norris and then Kikuchi. I mean, he's 5,900. He just hasn't shown any strikeout upside. Uh, he's really struggled against righties, and I know the Tigers do strike out at a high rate, but they also have eight or nine righties that they can throw at him. So I don't think I'll play either of these pitchers. Daniel Norris at 5,200 against Seattle in Seattle. I don't think I would talk anybody off of it. I don't know if I would necessarily play him. I like your Coyote more than I like Norris uh, for $200 less. Like if I was going to go there or $500 for Alcantara. But it is Seattle. Um, so, you know, Seattle. <laughs> yeah. They're a team that's going to struggle. They're going to strike out a lot. But Daniel Norris is not a guy that has overpowering strikeout stuff. Um, Kikuchi on the other side of this game, um, you know, you mentioned it. Like, I don't know what to expect from this guy anymore. Like, he he's a guy that goes out sometimes and throws 70 pitches, and sometimes he goes out and throws 95 pitches. It's all on how he's pitching. Um it's not the worst matchup in the world here against Detroit. If I'm going to play Wade LeBlanc, like I, I you know, I, again, I'm not going to talk you off of Kikuchi. So uh, let's talk bats. Let's talk Detroit bats. What are we looking at here for the Tigers? Castellanos just continues to crush lefties, 438 X Woba, uh, 198 WRC, plus, which is one of the best marks in the majors. But Jacoby Jones has been a decent batting leadoff. I don't mind him as a low owned tournament play. Cabrera is basically free, but he's just been so bad that uh, I don't really love him. But uh, 3K on DraftKings, if it helps you get some of the bigger bats, I don't mind it. Then on the other side, I think there's some really interesting plays here. Uh, you know, Murphy and Beckham probably going to be batting in good spots um, versus the lefty. I think they're interesting. Uh, Vogelbach, you know, he's got a ton of power, not great numbers against lefties, but uh, he'll be low-owned in this spot. You got Malik Smith with some stolen base upside, Narvez, Crawford. I think they're all fine. Probably not any bats outside of Castellanos that I really want to force into my lineups, though. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think um, – like Nick Castellanos, Brandon Dixon, um, Tom Murphy, Tim Beckham would be the guys that I'd target from this game. This game has a really nice implied total. Like, you know, that that's, you know, very interesting here. Um, you know, so I think that's why you potentially look at – you know, some bats in this game is the, the high total. And, you know, it's not like these either one of these pitchers are overpowering and it's not like either one of these bullpens are very good. So, you know, maybe a potential game stack um, and just kind of hope for the best here because you're going to get some exposure to these guys pretty cheap. And, you know, it's always nice to get some cheap bats. Yep. And uh, probably more interest in the late slate if you're playing that. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, that's a perfect slate to get exposure to this one. So uh, let's play a morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. You know who I'm going with, Jack Flaherty. Your boy. Six strikeouts, six home runs. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me Canning. I like Canning today. Canning's the guy that I like. Um, going with the chalk. Hey, I already told you I'm going to eat the chalk. Um, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. I will go. Uh, I guess I'll play the easy one and go James Paxton. Um, I'm going to take Wheeler. We talked about Wheeler on that pitch count. Um, he's the easy fade for me today because of the pitch count. So I, I agree with you, Paxton, against the Red Sox. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Over 4K. Do you have one ready? Well, I was going to take Nelson Cruz. Like, just <laughs> That's what I was me, looking at. I thought it was like, too... Just give me the guy that's is hitting a ton of home runs right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the guy to take probably. Uh, I'll go with Otani. I really like the spot against uh, Asher Woj. I don't know how to say the rest of his name, but uh, – Yeah, Woj. Is that really how you say the whole thing? How do you say the whole thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, we should, like he has the same name as the basketball reporter we follow for all the basketball news when it breaks. So. Wojnarowski, yeah, something like I think that. He has an N in there, but oh, does it? No. Anyway, I'll take Otani. Uh, this guy's got an elite fly ball rate and uh, gives up a ton of home runs. So give me Otani. All right, uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. All right. A lot of options today. I guess I'll just go with one of the guys we just talked about. Tim Beckham, uh, pretty cheap going up against a pretty bad lefty at home. All right. I'm going to take Mazzara. Uh, we talked about him. I was thinking about taking Justin Upton, too. Um, He's under all 4K. Right. Off with a stack to score six or more runs today. How is Upton under 4K? I know I was I was that's why I was like almost changed my mind last second there. Bonus pick. Bonus pick. Uh I will go I mean you could take the Yankees or Red Sox, but I'll go a little off the board and I will go with the Blue Jays. Toronto, I like that one. I'm gonna say Atlanta because I'm still hoping for that game. Still patiently waiting for Atlanta to break out. I know it was a long, long, long time ago. But Atlanta against Jake Arrieta, um, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Derek, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, it should be a really fun slate. Uh, I typically only make one lineup, but I might have to make a few just to get exposure to all the different guys uh, that are in play. And as always, thanks for having me on. Of course, dude. Anytime. You're welcome on anytime. You guys can catch this stuff every day here at Rotor Grinders. MLB Grind Down, the PGA stuff, the Grind Down video if you're a premium member. One of the best things that we have going here for golf um, – I don't even have to text Derek anymore. I just, hey, I'm just going to go watch the video and, you know, watch a breakdown of him checking out his model and getting his final thoughts. So if you guys haven't checked out that, that's definitely something you want to check out. And we got a ton of stuff going on here at Rotor Grinders right now. But if you are playing Fantasy NASCAR this weekend, it is Friday. We got a race on – we got two races on Saturday and a race on Sunday. So if you want to jump on over to rotorgrinders.com slash NASCAR, we'll have all the information for 
the cup race on Sunday and projections for Saturday's race over there in the Xfinity Series. So that's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.